0: what's going on welcome to sports betting daily how are you on this Thursday how's your week so far today is January 13th I can't believe it we're like halfway done with January moving right along in 2022 hopefully it's been a good week for you so far cashing some winners I presume on today's show story time Thursday gather around the campfire every Thursday for some story time today I'll be talking about uh, when I got kicked out of my my sports book that I had as an individual bookie you see most of the time now especially since sports betting's legal in Colorado where I live it's been legal since 2019 so since then I've been able to bet legally with sports books it's made it incredibly easy if you live in a state right now where you can't bet you have no idea how how much more beneficial it is to bet legally I mean you can get your money in and out so much faster and easier. There's a lot more lines. Just the convenience is so easy. But before it was legal, uh, you know, you had to use other sources. And I, for years, would use an individual bookie that lived in Alaska. Now, we're going to change names and identities to not give anything away here because you know, I'm, even though I don't use this guy anymore, I don't want to let everyone know who he is. So we'll go ahead and call him John. And uh, John was a friend of a friend. The only way that you can gamble or bet sports with John is to get a referral. So uh, a good friend of mine, who actually was a a friend of my dad's, uh, my dad passed away in 2016, uh, my dad's really good buddy, who I've grown to know, uh, used this guy in Alaska. Now, my dad's friend is no professional sports better. Okay. Let's be clear about that. So, you know, it's just like a normal operation where, uh, he refers me. I now use this bookie, John, and everyone's happy because John thinks he's getting another idiot customer to give him money. I'm happy because I have another out to bet with. And, uh, it was a good situation for a while until I started winning. And as we've talked about earlier this week, sports books, once you start winning, they're going to kick you out. They're going to ban you. They're going to lower your limits. They're going to ask you bet certain sports. Now, the great thing about a sponsor of the show, Better Edge, online, BetterEdge.com. that's B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com, like sports better, is they're never going to kick you out because they don't charge a VIG because they don't take any bets. They facilitate bets between you and someone else in the country. So it's very similar to buying and selling stock. It's fun. You can make a ton more money. Again, there's no VIG and they're not going to ban you no matter how good you are. So you've got to check them out online, betteredge.com. Put in promo code SHARP when you're signing up for a free $10. But that's the great thing about Better Edge is they're never going to kick you out. Every other sports book that I've ever used. Well, they care if you win or lose because better edge, they're not losing money. You're just taking someone else's money, right? They're facilitating a bet between you and someone else. Sportsbooks, it's what we call a zero-sum situation or a zero-sum game. And what that means is the money's going one direction. Either we take money from the sportsbooks or they take money from us. There is no alternative. So the more sportsbooks take our money, the less money we have, the more money we take from the sports books the less money they have and if we do it enough they'll go out of business that's why they're so worried about professional bettors is because they know they exist you know these sports book draftkings betmgm fanduel they know winning sports bettors exist that's why you hear about good sports bettors being banned or their limits lowered at these sports books so anyway i signed up with john who lived in alaska uh, Pre 2019, I think it's probably around 2018, and I started betting with him. And like any other sports book, it went up for a little, it went down for a little, you know, won some, lost some. And I actually have our whole transaction history and conversation history pulled up right now. We co- uh, communicated on this app called Signal. Uh, the app Signal is uh, like a text messaging app, but Everything's encrypted. You can't hack it. You can't find it. And when you have an illegal bookie and you're betting illegally, that's kind of important to have something like that. So we would communicate through Signal. And that's what I have up right now going through our entire history of communicating with each other. And it was up, it was down, up, down. You know, we were both winning a little bit. I may have even been down after like the first year or so. And it was a normal bookie, better relationship because the bookie thought things were going normal. He was winning, I was losing. All was right in the world, according to John. Well, come 2020, mid-2020, I got on a hot streak. And I started winning and winning and winning. Now, the thing that I always made sure of is whenever I lost to John, I would pay immediately. Because I wanted to set that precedent. And I had to deal with him like a lot of people have with their individual bookies. And the deal went like this. Whenever my account hit thousand dollars, I would pay him. or excuse me, whenever I got down a thousand, I would pay him. So let's say I'm down 800, I bet 250 on a game it loses, now I'm down you know thousand fifty, okay? I would pay John the thousand fifty immediately, like within 30 seconds of the game ending. And it's because I wanted to set a precedent that, hey, I pay you one time every single time I owe you money. I expect the same from you. Do you think that ever happened from him? Absolutely not. Because in bookies' minds, they can do no wrong. They can steal your money. They can offer terrible lines. They can, you know, rip you off on parlays. And and every, I mean, trust me, bookies take advantage left and right wherever they can, even especially individual bookies. Okay. And you better believe I paid him every time I owed him. However, whenever he owed me, it was always some bullshit excuse. Uh, apologize for the delay. Family issues, right? The next one. Oh, sorry about that. Missed this text message. Just sent the money. And this was all after several days of me trying to get a hold of him. I even, on July 18, 2020, sent this message after trying to collect money, uh, about $2,000 for like a week and a half. Hey, John, are you still reachable here? Been trying to get a hold of you since last Wednesday. Uh, you owe me, so let me know if you're good to send it. Right? And then after that, oh, sorry again, man, didn't get this. There was an issue. And we are going to come across this a lot of times in our careers, okay? Especially if you're a good, better, and you do this for a long time, you're going to come across this where it's the hypocrisy it's the idea that once you start winning their money, they think you're doing something wrong. It's like a cop trying to pull you over for something. They believe that you are in the wrong by taking their money. It's because most bookies have grown accustomed to they're in a no lose situation. Okay. So if you're, a, if you think, whether it's sports betting, your job, your family, if you think you're in a no-lose situation and you end up losing, most of us are aggravated by that, right? Well, that's what sports books do. Sportsbooks, the arrogant nature of who they are, they think they're in a no-lose situation. They think, by the way, minus 110 is so goddamn powerful, they really don't need to do much anyway. Split the money and they'll be fine. Okay? They're getting minus 110. Well, we have to pay minus 110 every bet. Okay, so that's that's beside anything. It's just like the idea of these fucking bookies thinking that they you know because the rules are set up in their favor. They will not lose unless you are extraordinarily sharp consistently over the long run. So bookies, I think, feel entitled to win your money. I think that bookies, whether it's DraftKings or this you know, individual guy I'm talking about now, if you start winning their money. Like I said, they think you're doing something wrong. They think you may be cheating, getting your information from someone, betting for a syndicate, or maybe it's none of those, and you're just not welcome here anymore, sir. This is a private company. So you know, it's it's. I kind of often get into this whole bookies are thieves, bookies are bad thing, but it's just another example. This story as to why. Anyway, back to the 2020. I was winning a little bit more, winning a little bit more, and and John was talking to me less and less. Now. August going on September, he had paid me now several times in a row. And I contacted him and say, Hey, just went over once again. It's time you pay me. He said, Apologize for the delay, but we're going to have to talk about your consistent winning. It's been too much for me to keep up with. Now, at this point in the process, I was very careful because I didn't want him to know I'm a pro better. I didn't want him to know that I expected to take his money over the long run. So I just kind of played dumb. I was just like, yeah, man, we're on a hot streak. You know, things are going well lately. And, and uh, then he wanted to restructure the the payment, right? He said, okay, let's not pay every thousand. Let's pay every 2,500. Okay, whatever. No big deal. Um, so like, look, we're changing rules on the fly. He said, now we're not going to pay every thousand, every 2,500. Okay, that's fine. However, it didn't last long because the next time I won, the very next time I won, he sent me a message. Hey, I have a question for you. I said, yeah. He goes, am I total? He goes, and I am totally joking, but do you have OCD? And I said, LOL, I'm not sure. Uh, I actually said, LOL, I'm not sure. Uh, I might be on the spectrum. Let's just say that. He said, like, if you were a project manager, every project would be done early and under budget. And I think he said that to me because he's now feeling nervous the fact that I pay every time and I demand money whenever it's owed to me. But for fuck's sake, if you owe me $2,500 and I just won that money, I'm going to message you. I'm not going to sit and twiddle my thumbs and whistle. He'll get it to me when he gets it to me. No, fuck you. Pay me. Okay. That's how that goes. So if you owe me money, I don't care what you say. Give me the goddamn money. Uh, And then I said, LOL, I'm on top of it. And then he followed up by saying, we're going to have to figure something out. 99, and this is him messaging me. 99% of my guys are local. So we meet up in person. And 99% of my guys don't win. It's getting to be too many transactions for my comfort level. So we have two options. I can send you cash overnight and vice versa or we move our limits up to 5000 However, I'm going to have to start limiting your bets to $100 per bet. Now, keep in mind, I was betting $250, $500, $750, sometimes $1,000 per game. And I I can understand why he wants to move it to $5,000. Okay, maybe we are paying too much. Maybe it was you know getting to $2,000, $2,500 too quickly. That's fine. But the idea... That he was going to lower my limits to one hundred dollars per bet was greatly handy. Was greatly, I don't want to use the word handicapping. Was greatly um, impacting in a negative way the my ability to make money. Okay, he was really crippling my advantage or my ability to bet what I could because as a sports better, it's important and it's crucial actually that when we have an edge, we need to bet as much as we can. So when you're cut off or limited, there goes potential earnings, which makes this pretty much not worth it for us. Um, I actually ended up uh, responding right back and I said, okay, that's fine. understand no big deal because I was worried. I'd never been kicked out before. This was the first sports book I'd ever been kicked out of or asked to lower my limits or anything like that. And I actually wasn't kicked out. He just lowered my limits and he ended up sending the money. And then I ended up texting him the next day. And said, hey, John, I've decided it doesn't make sense for me to use your, your, your sports book anymore. We can either cancel the three futures bets I have or settle up those after the NFL season is over. Thanks. And he said, okay, I'll cancel them. And that's the last thing I ever heard from him. I actually said to him, okay, thanks. Good luck with everything moving forward. And he didn't say anything back because you know, why the fuck would a bookie ever say anything polite or just be a normal human being for two seconds? That's asking way too much of these people. So That was the first time I had ever come across a bookie treating me like I was doing something wrong, and I—I gotta tell you, it shook me at first. Now it was an individual bookie; he's in Alaska. I've never met the guy. You know, it's not like I was in danger or anything like that. That's not the point. But I I was a little nervous. I didn't know how to respond, how to react to it. You know, this had never again never happened to me before. Now, since this has happened, I've, I've dealt with this with. You know, half a dozen sports books. And I've realized they're all cut from the same cloth. Okay. It doesn't have to be John working for himself. If, if you deal with DraftKings, Bet MGM, FanDuel, Bet Fred, points bet, whatever, they're all the same. It's like these bookies, it's almost like they all grew up in the same like community. And they're all just, just dickheads, just the biggest assholes. It's so funny. In uh, Chris Andrews' book called Then One Day, he talks about bookies. And I think his quote in the book, I may be misquoting slightly here, but it's something like, I don't know how they consistently teach all these people to be such assholes. (laughs) It's like, it's like in the training process, seriously, like, you know how you get trained sometimes. And let's say you work at a bank. Okay. Well, here's how you do the vault and here's the computers. If you work at a restaurant, okay, here's the, the food, the computers. If you work at a sports book, I feel like it's like, okay, here's how you treat everyone like complete dirt all the time. I mean, sports books are just nonsense, but I wanted to tell the story today about the first time ever, how it happened. You start winning, you start winning. And look, hopefully my today or my, my story today highlighted the fact that I was betting with this guy for about two years before we had any issues. And the reason was it was about 50-50, if not me losing to him. And bookies are always fine with everything. Come on in, bet as much as you want. Yeah, okay, we'll we'll do whatever you need. I've even had a prominent sports book make me a college hockey line when I emailed them. <laughs> okay? So they want you to bet. They want your action. But the second they understand that you know what you're doing, they don't want your money anymore. They don't want your business anymore. And it works the same way with the individual bookies. I am I haven't bet with John since. I haven't talked to him since. I've actually talked to the one guy who referred us once and just let him know how ridiculous John was, but... Either way, it was a good learning lesson and hopefully a little entertainment for you guys today. As I said, most names in that uh, story have been changed to protect the identities and, well, protect me. So, <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, good luck. Whatever you have going on today, tonight. What do we got today? Some NBA, a little NHL. Soccer's coming back soon. So good luck. Whatever you have going on today. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Sports Betting Daily.